Welcome back to Sports Council. I'm Matthew. Hey, what's up? It's Gav. Welcome back. Glad to be back. Hey, guys. It's G. Yep, and we are conducting another edition of Sports Council podcast. Um, as you may or may not know, uh, we are still under quarantine due to COVID-19, and um, we are conducting another podcast over Zoom. So um, we're going to be going back to NFL free agency again. We're going to be revisiting our previous podcast with G and Gav on NFL free agency. And we're going to start with the big one here. Um, Tom Brady is signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for two years, 50 million, fully guaranteed. Um, I remember, I'm pretty sure we covered Tom Brady before. (laughs) I think we had a lot of strong opinions about this, so I thought we would revisit this topic again. Um, kind of kind of still sore, you know. <laughs> so, you know, Gab, let's start with you. Um, why do you think Brady left? Honestly, dude, ever since um, the loss to uh, the Eagles and not putting in what's his, whatever his name is, Malcolm Butler, dude, there's like a rift. I feel like there was been a rift for a while. Like, it, Brady wants control of the team and Belichick won't give it to him. And then he goes over Kraft's head. I mean, goes over to Kraft, Brady. And it's like, they're just not, it just wasn't there between them. It's like two big dogs who want control, but, you, you know, uh, Belichick is the one who makes all the decisions in the end. And so Brady just, he couldn't deal with it anymore. He had to leave. And I don't think they were setting him up for like great, like a super, maybe he just feels like that. I don't know. I would also say a big thing I think you can tell when they were drifting apart was when they traded Kenny G, who was supposed to be their quote-unquote future. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's you. Um, Thank you for that. You know, I I think that was the first step. You could tell that Belichick obviously wanted to keep Jimmy G. Obviously, he's a great game manager, and he could be the perfect type of quarterback for them right now, you know? Great defense. Give him some weapons, and he he can play great. We've seen that with the Niners. But – they Absolutely. ended up trading him, and I know that was more of a Brady telling Kraft, hey, I don't want this guy around here anymore. Get him traded, you know? So I think that was, like, one of the big things that happened that almost completely destroyed their relationship between Bill and Tom. I think it started it, but, like, I just think over the years, Belichick is still, has been getting back at Brady for, like, uh, going over his head. And, like, mm-hmm. no, you can't, you, I'm controlling this team. I want to be here, so... Which is ridiculous, first of all. Um, you know, we have to – obviously, Brady is in the business of self-preservation, right? He should be the one saying, okay, I want to be here forever, and I want to play forever, and I want to get the most money here, right? So that's okay. Maybe I respect him for trading Jimmy G away just because of that, but, I mean, it doesn't really warrant it. Like, it's a me-first I mean, mentality. Regardless of, you know, uh, Jimmy G being traded, the Patriots still didn't – I, I'm what from what I heard is they didn't offer Brady the contract that he wanted. I mean, also, look, like they're asking him to take less. Whereas if you go to a team like the Bucks, they're giving him more weapons and more money and more guaranteed true. money. You know, and at his age, you know, you want guaranteed money because you don't know what's gonna happen when you're 43, 42. You know, so for Brady, it's like, okay, like what 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 makes him want to stay still in New England other than the championships he's won before. The thing is, like, he – the r- rumored reports was that it was, like, 30 to $33 million, right? And he ended up taking $25 million a year, right? Fully guaranteed, of course, but 
Um, and you have to consider that the Patriots don't have like any cap space. I think they have like the lowest, like they're in the bottom 10, I think in terms of cap space right now. Um, there was like no room for him. Yeah. So even if you were going to sign Brady, where were you going to get the money after that to support him? And I think that's just how it pans out. I completely see it from the Patriots perspective. You have to move on at this point. Man's a legend in new England, but um, all good things must come to an end. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just was I. I don't. I. I. I see it on both sides. I. I. I can understand why they both had to part. I just so sad that he can just retire with. It's like just please I mean, give the fans what they want. Like of all, like all the legends do, they'll probably sign a one-day contract with the Patriots. Yeah, I mean that's what I was. Yeah, I was just like, you know what, just come back one day and then we'll retire you. It's okay. Yeah, and he's definitely going to get his jersey retired in New England. And maybe we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> oh, maybe. So, I mean, he, he hasn't done that much for the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, it's all Belichick. <laughs> I mean, okay, but like the other question remains, though. Um, it came down to, I believe, two teams: the Buccaneers and the Chargers. And there were the Raiders were in the mix, I think, a little bit as well. Um, and he ended up, I think taking like the charges felt like they were out at the end and then i'm not sure or not but they might have offered him more money but brady chose the buccaneers regardless why the buccaneers like i don't think any of us got that he right? said that it was to be in the same time zone like he didn't want to affect his family so yeah like, and i call bullshit on that knows. so like i don't i don't get that at all like i think for him, i i think for him um I think the coaching had a lot to do with it, whereas Bruce Arians is one of what he calls himself the quarterback whisperer. Um, He's very famous for, you know, working with quarterbacks and bringing the best out of them and giving them the options and the things they want as a quarterback. You know, as Brady clearly wanted weapons and an offense built around him and an offense where he can put an input, you know. Um, I think that has a lot to do for him going to the Bucs. And I mean, who wouldn't want two number one receivers and two decent tight ends, which he had none of that in New England, you know, and you look at LA where it's like, they're great, but you know, are they really that much better if they get Brady than Rivers? There's a question you have to ask yourself, you know? I really wanted him to go to the Chargers just because it would have been very interesting to see Brady in the Chargers uniform. Um, but yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, they've got a stacked offense at this point. You got OJ Howard, you got Mike Evans, you got Godwin, um, you got Bruce Arians, he's great offensive uh coach. Um, that defense is suspect. Yeah, that's why I was just, that's that was the one thing I had. I was like, why the book is Brady, Brady was just chasing the bag, that's what I think, <laughs> you know, like no, maybe, it's I don't know zone. the ports. <laughs> because like if maybe he's not he he doesn't care about rings anymore like why would you go to the t- buccaneers you maybe you have a stacked offense but like you know defenses usually get it to you give you that like winning edge in the super bowl and stuff. but i mean it's funny right because you have a team like the patriots last year who had um a great defense not a False. great offense right and now you he's going to the exact opposite maybe that was con- in his concern maybe he thought that um he was disagreed with belichick's kind of view of how a team should be built and he literally went to the exact opposite of that right and you know a defensive-minded coach to an offensive-minded coach it's interesting to think about i have no idea dude like maybe tom brady's just being he's just he's just funny like that like he always does the unexpected like who who would have expected the buccaneers 
I like I was 100% sure if he didn't go to the if he didn't resign with the Patriots I thought he was going to go to the Chargers because I feel like they have a better like overall team but like going to the Buccaneers is just so like it's a weird team it's the I weirdest thing so random, you know Tampa Bay like you know obviously back in like the early 2000s you know they were great in the late 90s but since then they haven't been relevant in the NFL exactly haven't been championship contending quality football and you know for Brady you would assume the man that is the goat you know six rings that would be the top of his priority list and clearly he had other things in mind he wanted to do other than football because if this was just a football based choice you would go to maybe somewhere else you know that gives you a better chance to win or you would stay with New England but for him now it's like is that really the only thing that's on his mind this definitely feels like a LeBron to Lakers type move you know it's a I mean, I think well, the thing – okay, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You first. Go, 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 go. Like, the thing is with LeBron and his legacy, um, it's hard because, like, there's so many Laker greats, right? And then LeBron's trying to insert himself in. And plus, Laker fans hated LeBron. Um, I still hate LeBron. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't delivered on any championships yet. No. Still hasn't. Um, but basically that – LeBron is trying to, like, he's chasing all those, like, greats, right? He has to define himself as well in that gigantic history. But look at Brady. Look, he's already defined himself in one franchise's image. Like, he's the franchise great in one franchise. And maybe, like, he doesn't have to chase any legends in Tampa, so to speak, right? I don't think Mm -hmm. so, right? I don't, like, anywhere else. Like, maybe the Niners, right? Like, there's a lot of quarterback greats that came from there. Um, Or the Packers, right? Those would be like quarterback legends that he would have to chase. I don't. Maybe Tampa. He just wants to continue his legacy, like mm-hmm. being the best player or best quarterback to ever play in Tampa Bay. Not a high ceiling, but still, he'll get it, right? I'm not sure. What are you talking about? How can he ever live up to Jameis Winston, the goat of all time? It's true. It's very hard to live up to him. I still believe in Jameis, by the way. I wish he came back to Tampa. No, don't say that. That's a, that's a backup quarterback right there. No, I love him. I hope he makes it somewhere. Right. We'll talk about that later, though. <laughs> if, we at, if we look at the other end of this story, we look at the Patriots. And where where do they go from here now? You know, they have Jared Stidham. They signed Brian Hoyer, and they have, I think, the 23rd pick. So in, unless you're trading up, you're probably not going to get Herbert, not going to get Pierre, not going to get Burrow. You could maybe get a Jordan Love if he falls a little bit. And, oh, but yeah. And then maybe – I definitely – I mean, what, what do you think, Ev? Like, you're the Patriots expert. Honestly, dude, I think we just tanked this season, dude. I don't know. I don't believe in Jared Sidham. I, I – I, I've said this, I've talked with other people about this, but I don't think the Pages are even like a playoff team this year. Like, they won't probably make it to the playoffs. Mm. But, like, so I, I see us. I, my I thing like, is that their defense was still going to be. We lost a lot of pieces, though. We lost them. I mean, they still have Belichick, who is one of the greatest defensive minds in the NFL, right? That's regardless of who, what personnel he has out there. We've seen him yep. make talent out of no one's, right? They're going to laugh. Well, regardless if they draft a quarterback or not, they're going to address the needs that they have as a team. I think they can still win seven or eight games. I mean, they got the Jets twice, they got the Dolphins twice, and they got yeah, the Yeah, exactly. Who's going to, like, win the East? Like, oh, okay, maybe the Bills, but... The Bills are, like... I feel like they just... And I, I'm still scared of the Dolphins, dude. There's a curse between us and the Patriots. Uh, it's the, only with Brady. It's Dolphins. only with Brady. No, dude. It's <laughs> only when you put Gronk out of safety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that... <laughs> 
That was dumb. That was some bad I, defensive I, coaching. I, I do agree with okay, and then Bill check is the greatest defense. I okay. No. Quarterback wise, I think the Patriots are gonna ride it out with Stidham and maybe spend a late round pick on like a maybe a Love or a Jalen Hurts or a Easton. I don't see them going up and trying to get one of the better projected quarterbacks. I think they're more of a team that wants to find like even with Brady, he was what sixth round pick. Like they're gonna yeah. find someone who's later out in the draft instead of you know spending an early pick on him. They want value. No God, don't I have see, another I see, Brady. I see that happening. I see it. And if I see their their season starts going bad, I can see them like guys that start tanking. There is a guy named Trevor Lawrence who's in the draft next year. No, please no. One of the greatest quarterbacks of college football, and you know that game will translate to the NFL. And he's you know he's the next thing. Could the Patriots go after him? Is that the move for them? I hope it is. Honestly, I really hope not. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's not fair if Trevor Lawrence goes to the Patriots. It's just not fair. It's not very nice. I would want out of the script that the NFL is playing because this is getting ridiculous at this point. I do not want Trevor Lawrence on the Patriots. But I, I completely agree with you though, um, that the Patriots might tank. I would tank in this case. Like yeah, like. I would too. I would also, and I wouldn't purposely tank, you know, if my team starts off on a win streak, what they usually, Patriots do play better in the earlier parts of the season, like you've seen last year where they started off very good and ended the season a little bit less and with more losses. I'm sure. I would, I would try to see what my team can do. And, you know, obviously Belichick can evaluate talent. So if there's talent that's on that team and he thinks they can get somewhere, even if it's just the playoffs, you know, it's about keeping a winning atmosphere around in your in your culture you know but if there was any team that would strategically tank it would be the patriots i mean they right. would it's that's what they're like they're known for being the smartest team yeah so also cheating, i wouldn't but... <laughs> <clears throat> no um i mean i think belichick though you gotta mention that belichick is probably trying to he's not retiring for a reason. We don't know even when Belichick's going to retire. Tom Brady always says that he's going to retire when he's 45. We don't know when Belichick was going to retire. We would assume yeah, it would be Brady. like right when Brady, right? But I think that Belichick really wants to say, hey, I can win without Brady. Um, I'm going to beat that dude. Um, and I'm going to make the playoffs before he does. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm going to try and win the Super Bowl before he does. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think I that... The I'm ego within the Belichick winning a Super Bowl will be higher than Brady winning the Super Bowl just on the fact that Belichick can still be in the NFL longer than Brady can, you know? Brady, yep. Brady, uh, ages wonder, obviously, as we've seen, but you know, everybody has to retire from playing football. You don't have to retire from coaching. You I don't coach think Brady's a coaching guy, though. I, I don't think he said, he said, I think previously, like he doesn't want to coach. Yeah, he's, he's on Belichick's part. Like Belichick's not going to retire. Oh, anytime. oh yeah. But he'll still have a chance to win again, you know. You mm-hmm. can always draft someone. Something can happen. So there's going to be more quarterbacks on free agencies. You know, you never know what's going to happen in the future. So for Brady, I think I think his season of winning and Super Bowls and consistently going to AFC Championships and all that is over now, you know. I, I hope so. I, I, you know what? No, <laughs> fuck Tom Brady. It's okay. I'm over with you. Wow. How could you say that? It's a Patriots legend. Right it's there. a love hate. Hey, the Cavs still love LeBron, right? It's mm. called Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, I feel bad for Ohio anyway, dude. They don't win anything ever. So, I mean, yeah, they, screwed up. they won a championship against us. They don't <laughs> matter. I don't care about them. 
Nobody cares about the, the Golden State Warriors. They're doing the same thing. They're tanking this year. They're tanking this year, too, and so they can have a high pick next year. I mean, that was because everyone got hurt, right? It's like if Stephon oh. Gilmore got hurt, and then, like, what else? Who, who else is the people on your well, team? Either way, Edelman? your star player isn't there right now, so you guys are tanking. Yeah, basically. That's what we're doing. No. Please, no. Please, God, no. Either way, um, who do you think does better? Next year, let's just put next year into consideration. Who does better, Brady or Belichick? Ooh. I I think it's the Bucks. I think the Bucks are a playoff team now. Yeah, they're a ten eleven win team. You know, and obviously the NFC is really good. So ten wins still might not make you a playoffs. Probably the Saints are going to win the division. I would assume the Falcons yeah. are reemerging. You know, they're always at a little bit of fighting them. Sure. But yeah, I think that they I think with Brady now, the the turnovers, we know the turnovers will go down, you know. They're not going to have 33 or 36 and 33 full turnovers just from their quarterback, you know. That that's going to be eliminated. That's going to go down to maybe less than like 5 or 6. So, okay. They're going to be a lot better if you're not giving the other team free points. That's very true. Yeah, I worry about that defense. Um I definitely think that the Buccaneers. I think both teams, if they're gonna make the playoffs, they'd be wild card teams. Um, I mean, Patriots could be division winners. I, I. It's no. just hard to shake the fact that you know, someone out of the East is gonna be a division winner, except the, not that's not the Patriots, right? Jets aren't anything. Um, Dolphins yeah, aren't I anything. I'm slam Darnold, right? Yeah, I, I like him. I like Darnold, but I just don't see it. I, I don't see him with Gates. It's not that organization, dude. Jets are just yeah. like. It's a mess. Yeah, but either way, I think they're going to be wildcard teams. Um, Bucks, I could assume, like I could imagine them being a very good team, but yeah, I don't think them they're going to like overcome the Saints, who are just the better overall team. Um, and then the Patriots, I don't think they might both be playoff teams, but I would assume that the Buccaneers would be more likely to be a playoff team right now. I already stated that the Patriots aren't going to probably won't. Okay, no, they aren't going to make the playoffs this year, but I see I see the Bucks being like a with just Tom Brady's genius, you know, like <laughs> I'm not I'm not this is just like he's 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 a great game manager, dude. Like like yes, I a game manager. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but I'm, I'm just thinking. But it's just, yeah, I, I can see it. He's better. He's more efficient, I think, than Winston at this point, even when he's, like, old. <laughs> okay. It's interesting because I want to see him with Godwin and Evans because, yeah, for all of James Winston's faults, he's a gunslinger, right? And, you know, they put up huge numbers. Did they both get over 1,000 yards, Evans I and Godwin? So. I think yeah. so. I don't know. I don't know if it happened to Brady. It's just he seems more of, like, a – maybe intermediate kind of passer, but I don't think he's taking like huge shots deep. Which is a staple of Aaron's offense. Yeah, but regardless, um I'm gonna be moving on from our delicious Tom Brady chat. And we're gonna be going on to the quarterback carousel. Um we were discussing and we were predicting a bunch of different destinations for these free agent quarterbacks last time. Um as you can tell by our late last podcast, um, none of us got the Tom Brady signing right. Um, I think I said the Chargers. Um, do you? Would you say again? I said the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders. Yeah. I said and, resign. Yeah. Um, and none of us got it. 
Um, so we're going to revisit these. Dak Prescott, I think, was franchise tagged for $33 million. This was a no-brainer, I think, for the Cowboys. But the weird thing is that they did not extend him like we assumed, right? We were yeah, talking still, about this. We're all still talking to him, which, I mean, you have to be in the famous <laughs> of the talk. You know, but they paid their kicker, so I mean. Oh my God! Really? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Greg the Leg. Oh, Zerline. Yeah. Yikes. So- <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, he's a good player. I mean, like, that is weird though, because I feel like when you keep waiting on a quarterback, um, when you keep waiting for a quarterback to um sign them and extend them. It's going to cost a lot more in the future. So another yeah, year. I mean, this year it'll be forty. Next year it'll be forty-two. The year after it'll be forty-five. I mean, yeah. the cap cap is only going to be going up and up. You know. Yeah, but at the same time, yeah. If you just locked him down right now, I mean, there's a risk. Obviously, maybe he sucks like in the next five years. But um, I don't know. It doesn't seem like Dax one to regress, especially with Garrett gone. But yeah, who knows? Who knows? So, do you think Dak is signed this year? What are you guys thinking? No, I don't think they signed. I think Jerry Jones is incompetent, and he will forget. <laughs> well, uh, I honestly, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say that they will, just so they're like, but that's giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're not stupid. But I've like obviously we've seen that they're. Like, Jerry Jones does have a reputation of taking care of his players. You know, this is one of the few times where he hasn't already yeah, he took care of Jason Garrett for like what ten years. God yes. damn. Maybe a little too long for some people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I don't know. It's just it's weird that he hasn't been extended yet. It's it was like a no brainer. Yeah. And now we're gonna move on. I called this one Philip Rivers to the Colts for one year, twenty five million. So it's actually a lot more than I expected, but um I mean, he's a Colt now. It seems like a good move, I think. Brissett becomes a backup, we believe. I think um, Brissett's going to be traded soon. Mm-hmm. Rather, I don't know where. Maybe back to the Patriots, but Brissett will not be there. That is my oh, boy. My, my mind-blowing take of the day. <laughs> I mean, that's not, I, I get that. And even Brissett back to the Patriots, I think they would be that fine with that. Yeah, and if if we had somebody like Brissett, I feel like we would make the and playoffs. I think especially this season where you do have like an uncertainty of will OTAs happen, will training camp happen, will mm-hmm. any of this happen? You would want to have a guy that kind of knows the system already, who's been in the round. This yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's why that's why we signed what's his um Brian uh, yeah Brian Boy, the destroyer. We're talking about competent quarterbacks. <laughs> hey, don't mess with my guy Hoyer, the destroyer. He can, he can light it up for like 200 yards on a good day. On a, yeah, on a good day. No, no, a great day. When all the checkdowns are doing, getting moved to three hundred, like 30-yard catches. When we paid off all the, the refs and they're all happy. Yeah. Get a couple of screen passes there, dink and dunk. So what do we think about Rivers to the Colts? Do you think that puts them in a position to win their division now? Oh, no. Oh, I no. So. I always <laughs> – the only reason why I got everything wrong was because I thought that and like these, the NFL was smarter. <laughs> I mean, the Colts were desperate. I think Colts are trying to make their team into a win now team because they they're part of that middle tier of not the greatest, but then still aren't winning playoff games or even making it to playoffs some years. You know, so for them, it's like 
they got to make a change. And, you know, Phillip Rivers has been able to show that he can at least make it to the playoffs and be a suitable starter for a team that wants to, you know, show their fans that, hey, we want to win. But I don't know yeah. if they – I don't know if they're the I don't know if they can do it with Rivers. Still. I mean, I feel like he's regressing too much now. Too many – because if he can't do it with the Chargers, do you think he can do it? Well, maybe he could do it with the Colts. I mean, the Chargers, the, the Chargers, man. Like, I don't know. It's just that they're, they're not a great team, right? Yeah. Not the Colts are either, right? You have Philip Rivers, right? If you look at weapons, other than coaching, the 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 Colts aren't much better at anything, at anything other than coaching than the Chargers are. You know, they don't exactly. have better weapons. T.Y. Hilton can't play full seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, also look at look at look at their weapon or look at their defense. You know, they do have decent weapons, but they don't have you know the overall scheme that Anthony Lynn has, who is a defensive-minded coach. I think he's I a think. running backs coach actually. Um, back then, but they got DeForest Buckner now, right? Oh, he's your a good favorite. player. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I miss him. Um, <laughs> they got Defo. Um, they got yeah. Rhodes. What's that? <laughs> I mean, like, I think, I think the thing is, like, they have the Texans and the Titans now who have become a threat. I, I mean, I'm not saying, like, they're good. The, I don't know how much the, the, the Texans are a contender anymore, you know? I feel like both well, teams I, got worse, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> but I still think that the Texans would do better. I mean, they have a better, like, you don't you don't believe in Watson? I believe in Watson. I don't believe in O'Brien. <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah I, don't I don't believe in I don't believe in Bill O'Brien. At least I feel like that's very much similar to when Doc Rivers was the coach and the GM of the Clippers, and then you seen right when he stopped becoming the GM, they started making much smarter moves. You know, <laughs> I think that's kind of the sense of where I think the the Texans need to go, and they need to understand that. You know, Bill O'Brien is a good coach, you know, but he's not the good GM. He's putting himself in a – he puts some, he puts Coach Bill O'Brien in a bad situation as being yeah. a GM, you know, trading, yeah. trading players, trading too much for other players. Like, I think the trade they made last year for Larry Tunsil, and now they are struggling to get him into a contract extension. So you gave up – terrible. For a left tackle that you can't That's even so resign now. But to resign him – you betrayed away your wide receiver one. So it's like, is this really like overall really worth it? So you lost two first rounds and a wide receiver so, so you can sign one left tackle. Who is one of the better ones in the league, which we give him his respect to, but is it overall worth that much for one left tackle? So, yeah. I mean, those are the questions you got to ask yourself when you're GM Bill O'Brien. And I don't think he's answering them very well. I mean, I think the best thing is that at least, you know, Bill O'Brien hasn't signed his own son yet, right? <laughs> um, wait, did there still time, dude? <laughs> oh, God. Please, Bad no. decisions don't live with me. I mean, he could always be a coach. <laughs> worked for Shanahan, right? Um, worked for uh, Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick's son's a coach now, too, right, if I'm mistaken? Yeah, I think he's their uh, – um, Defensive coordinator? I don't know. No. I, I, guy, it's something right? defense. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's worked yet. I mean, it looks like it's worked, but I don't know. I mean, it's always easy to just coach on your Bill Belichick. Let's be real here. Exactly. Brian Flores, um, 
Patricia, right? Yeah, but oh, yeah. we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Exactly. Okay. Um, let's move on. Um, we're talking about the AFC South. We covered the Texans. We covered the Colts. But what about Ryan Tannehill? Good old Ryan Tannehill. He's coming back to the Titans. Four years, a hundred and eighteen million dollars. See, this is this is a piece of the contract that I don't understand. Maybe I'm just not understanding what the Titans see. You have Derrick Henry. You franchise tag for Derrick Henry. Exactly. Decide to re-sign Tannehill, but not take care of Derrick Henry first. Yep. You know, shouldn't you take care of the man that led you through the postseason? Maybe they were watching a different game and they were watching <laughs> Tannehill throw the ball forty times. But I remember watching Henry. Stiff arm Thomas twice. That's what I remember watching. I don't remember what yeah. these other guys were watching, but I don't know. Maybe these guys are just not fully sold on Derrick Henry. Maybe it's just the NFL is done with paying running backs now. I think it's this latter. I think that the NFL doesn't want to pay running backs. I mean, look at Todd Gurley, right? We just saw yeah. him get released uh, one year after his huge extension. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Melvin Gordon, I think he held out. Then he didn't do very well. And then now he's signing with the Broncos and he's sharing snaps with Philip Lindsay for not a lot of money, right? It's not like I think people are finally and maybe it's a good thing, right? Maybe this is a smart thing, right? Don't overpay running backs right now because yeah, they but, are expensive. I mean, I like him. I like Derek yeah. Henry, but it's just not like it's not a position of value where you should overpay them, right? I'm not saying quarterbacks should be overpaid either. It's just that's the market right now. And it's ridiculous. So right? I don't think Tannehill should have gotten that much money either. I think he should have been franchise tag. Yeah. I think I think what the Texans did or Titans did is the safer option. If you're looking at it like that, that you know that what you're gonna get out of Tannehill, you don't know what you're gonna get out of a running back who could, you know, you're gonna give him thirty carries so you can get hurt any time mm-hmm. type of logic, you know, whereas for Tannehill, you know that he's going to game manage really well for you, and he's going to, you know, do the bare minimum, you know, at least. He'll help you not lose games. So you give him the contract instead of giving a guy who could be like the next talk, really, who had a great one year. But it's like, when do you pay him then? Do you just keep franchising, tagging him, and then just never, he never gets paid? I mean, that's, I feel like that's pretty messed up on the running back part of the market, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've learned not to expect anything from the NFL. Like, make the make the smart move. It's just like they didn't want. Yeah, I I agree with G. It's like it's a safer option. But do you want to make that jump from just a playoff? Like, you get into the playoffs, or do you want to win something? Right. And so, I don't know. They were just. It's just God. I, God, it's mm-hmm. just so. It's impossible to comprehend how incompetent some of these decisions are. Most, I think, front offices, they don't want to make the tough decision because if you make a risky decision... Yeah, if you're, signing, if you're, if you're the GM assigned Gurley, you know, it doesn't look really good right now. You sign the man to a max contract, or basically a max contract, and then now he's not even on your team a year later. That doesn't look good on your reputation, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like you want to make the safer option. If you say, hey, we made the AFC Championship, let's just retain the same team we have now. Usually consistency if you just consistently bring back the same old team you're gonna get destroyed because the nfl changes every year right um look at lamar he just rose out of nowhere and now people are probably gonna try and like replicate that right if Mm -hmm. you consistently say like okay now we're fine right 
No, there's probably going to be the next Lamar, the next Mahomes, right? And you got to consistently evolve. The Titans are staying pat, and that's what the Bears did last year, and that's what the Jaguars did the year before. And look where that got them, right? That's true. Um, I think another very interesting quarterback move that I don't think any of us got right, Bridgewater signing to the Panthers. So what do we think about this one? I mean, I think – yeah, go ahead. There's not really much of a change. Like, you just changed (laughs) a quarterback that could – I don't want to – never mind. Matt, go ahead. Take it from me. (laughs) No, I don't want to say it. I don't – okay. I think I know what you're going to say, and I'm going to save you from that. I don't know about Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not the one that was really high. I know, G, you're pretty high on him. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he's a game manager, I think, right now. Um, I think he's better than Kyle Allen. It's like I have watched a lot of Panthers games, and he has to be pretty much like just – uh, Jacoby Brissett would be better than I, I think. I think for the Panthers, if you're looking at what they had and what you could have gotten, I think Teddy Bridgewater is the A plus. You know, in that okay. sense. Yeah. You okay. know, you look at you're looking at Kyle Allen and half of Cam Newton. He's not even a, not even really yeah. much of a quarterback left of him if it off all the injuries. I still think he's talented if healthy, but obviously if healthy is a big question. Yeah. But I think you gotta. Look at also like what we said earlier, no training camps, no OTAs. You're bringing in someone that's familiar with this system, you know, who's been around the system before in college and with the Saints. So you're looking at that type of system and you're like, okay, you know, I got Christian McCaffrey, who you're probably going to work, you know. He's a, work, he's a workhorse running back, even though he's a little bit smaller. You give him three down touches all the time anyways. But the only thing that Bridgewater has done in his career is win. As much as you want to – you know, say his talent isn't there. He's a game manager. He gets it done, which is some quarterback's hardest part. You know, he gets sure. the wins in, in Minnesota with the Vikings. He got them with the five, six games he played with the Saints. I mean, that's what all you want. You know, you want to be able to win, and you want a quarterback that puts you in the best position to do that. And I think Charlie Bridgewater does that for the Panthers. I think the weird thing, though, is that I would expect the Panthers to be the one tanking too, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of talent as well on that team. Like, you got DJ Moore. That's cool. Um, McCaffrey, that's about it. Yep. And you got uh, – they signed Robbie Anderson, right? So, mm-hmm. like, you got some wide receivers, right? You lost Greg Olson, which isn't a huge loss, but, I mean, he's Not a tight end. And then you have no defense. Like, there's no defense. They were, like, the worst against the run. They were – and then they lost Keekly. I mean. Not much of a bigger loss you could have. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you don't have a defense. Like, maybe Matt Rule is just going to try and do the, the Baylor way and, like, do a shootout, right? But I don't I see think why they would invest money. Quarterbacks. I think this is a long-term plan for them of what they're going to do here. I okay. don't know what their long-term plan is exactly. I think they're going to – I've heard a lot of mock drafts saying they're projecting to draft a O-lineman, which would be one of the smarter things they could do, protect mm-hmm. – Protect Bridgewater, who has been injured, home, you know, help yeah. McCaffrey, all that. And never hurts to draft a line. But I don't – like you said, I don't see what their defense is. They're pretty bad at every level. They don't have their Captain America anymore. You know, and Luke Keekley, who was the one carrying their their defense for, I don't even know how, how many years now. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's not a very good situation. But, I mean, it's, it's not that – you, it's not that hard to 
build around the quarterback, you know? As long as you got the guy, I think you feel like you could probably do it. I don't think they would contend this year, assuming all things go as promised. Like, even if they get – like, even their offensive line's not that good, right? So, if you let's say you draft a tackle. That's good. Now you shorted up. But now the defense is way too bad to win games, I think. This um, is definitely a long-term plan for them. I think everybody on their team is still young. McCaffrey's mm-hmm. on his rookie deal. Moore is obviously just his second year. Um, mm-hmm. And then, obviously, whoever you draft this year – will only help the team so you're hoping you know maybe next year you and combined with this year's draft and free agency you can build on your defense i mean there's a lot of building to be done so hopefully they can get that done but overall they're they're in a pickle now that they signed a quarterback to 63 million dollars oh yeah that's a huge number by the way for bridgewater i feel like he got 21 million a year but i mean it's 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 about the market, you know. You, would you rather? I'd rather give Bridgewater twenty one than give Dak forty. That's but that's maybe that's just me. But sure. <laughs> I don't see what the point of giving a guy forty if he's just doing the same game managing that someone else is doing. I mean, we're yeah. gonna have to talk about that a <laughs> little <don't> later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, I mean, another confusing situation, I think. <laughs> is that of the Chicago Bears. We see that they actually, in fact, did make a move, which is surprising in and of itself. I thought, you know, they'd stick by Trubisky, but no, they're actually going to bring in competition. Maybe not the best competition, but uh, either way, it was rumored very early in the free agency process that they were interested in signing Teddy Bridgewater, um, who we just talked about, obviously, but now they decided to pivot and trade instead for the legend of Philadelphia, Nick Foles. Um, didn't cost a lot in terms of draft picks to do, but they will be paying a lot of his contract, which is an insane I amount. I mean, I've heard that Foles is going to have the starting job, which is not surprising if they're going to have a quarterback competition because Mitchell Trubisky is not very good at quarterback. Sure. But, <laughs> I mean... I think I think it's a good signing. Like again, like kind of like a Bridgewater signing is you kind of know what you're gonna get with him. You're just hoping that a that he can stay healthy and b that it's a uh, it it all works out because you know it's easy for quarterbacks in situations to not work out than it is for them to work. You know, um, it's just that you don't really have much in Chicago other than Nagy, who's a great offensive mind who's played with Foles in in Philadelphia, I think it was, and. I don't know. Like, is there? Is you? What are you guys thinking about this whole signing? I think it was a pretty decent signing. Like, um, it's obviously to give Mitch Trubisky like um, competition so that maybe he can pick up his game. But yeah, but I I don't know. I I thought I thought that Mitch Trubisky would keep it, and they would just use Nick Foles as like a teacher teacher moment. Mm-hmm. For me, it's for me. It was like you know, obviously you want to give him competition, and you know, if it works out with Nick Foles, it's only good. You know, nothing really bad can happen with trading for Nick Foles other than paying for that contract. Which I think for me, if I was personally like you know a GM, I would have gone out and taken a risk with you know Cam Newton, who also is in the same kind of situation, coming off an injury just like Nick Foles was, and he has to prove himself, but. He has a higher upside. You know, if Cam Newton can play well and can stay healthy, he can give you more than you know someone of Nick Foles or something like that. You know. Well, I feel like if they got um, 
uh, Cam Newton. It'd be more of like, yeah, he's going to be our starting quarterback now because he he's he's already he 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 doesn't feel like that type of person where you learn something from him. Nick Foles is already an older quarterback, so he like he's been through like the ring. So like maybe he'll give Mitchell Trubisky like the insight. If you if they really wanted to switch directions and go with a different quarterback, I would I feel like Cam Newton would be that type of player. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I don't know if Chicago is going to do. I love Nick Foles. Um, love him for what he did in Super Bowl Fifty Two, but um, I don't see him being that guy consistently. You know, he's shown flashes, obviously, but I don't think um, he can be that guy who always wins you games, right? He can't be a mm-hmm. consistent enough starter. So I think he is better than Trubisky at this point because Trubisky can't even, like, hit a 6-4 Allen Robinson. I mean, like, that's just how it is. And so I think Foles can at least do that. But at the same time, I don't see Chicago being very good next season. I think they are going to just still be in that same mediocre team, and I feel like they're probably just going to get rid of both. Uh, by next year but this is just a chance to say hey Mitch we're going to give you one last shot at the job Um, please be good and then I don't think that's going to happen so what position do you think the the Bears are in now so do you think they start the season with Fools does that make them a significantly better team with Fools now do you you think they're a playoff team with either Mitch or because they were a playoff they were a playoff team what two years ago right Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you think they can get back to that level with now Nick Foles, who obviously is kind of like a similar situation to the Eagles, where he didn't have the greatest pieces, but he did have a great defense, which obviously we know the Bears are, and he has a great coach. It's kind of similar to the Eagles situation, where he was the only time he's in his career he's really excelled. So is that kind of the situation you guys see here, or do you guys see more of a Jacksonville situation where he was in last year? I mean, look, like literally, it's literally playing out like Jacksonville right now, right? You go to the playoffs, then you regress because you have your quarterback who's still mediocre. And then what do you do in your third year? You sign Nick Foles, right? It's the exact same thing (laughs) um, as Jacksonville. I see that the latter happening. I see a Jacksonville situation. Um, I mean, look, that division's tough too. You've got the Vikings, you got the Packers who are reemerging. And uh, that's it. But basically, hey, 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 no, I, I, I look out for the Lions. That's one of my sleeper teams of the year. I like the Lions. I like their offense. I mean, I like. Yeah. I always love Stafford. I like Galladay. Stafford's my boy, but you know they're not a team. I love for Stafford, bro. I don't know why I do, but I do. No, he's a good guy. He's just a good guy. He like he, he should go to the Patriots. You know. Yeah, I'd he's gladly take him. to win. I won't like him anymore. But, uh, <laughs> I think, yeah. I don't see – I see the Bears being, like, third. Maybe a wild card team, but I doubt it. There's a lot of competition there. There is a new playoff slot open, the seventh seed. So, I mean, they could be, like, a seventh seed. But, you know, there's still much competition. They, they, they might not even be the, the third best team in their division, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, you now you're signing this guy to whatever Nick Foles got signed to two years ago in the offseason. It's like, wow, that's a lot of money now for a guy that – even if he starts and not making your team significantly better. So they're yeah. in a bad position, but see where they go from here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Still um, some quarterbacks still unsigned, right? Which I, I, th- I think is still surprising, actually. Um, it's been almost One a month since we There is a demand of quarterback who's less than the supply. 
Exactly. Yeah. Basically, I didn't learn anything in my econ classes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like, I think Dalton, Andy Dalton's still a Bengal. Um, Jameis Winston is a free agent, obviously. And Cam Newton, he was released a couple weeks ago after the Panthers tried to trade him. I mean, those are three pretty significant quarterbacks. They've been around for a while. Where do you think they go? Do you think they still start, even if they were signed? I think I think Dalton, I think we can all agree on this. It's kind of easy backup. He is mm-hmm. kind of on the latter half of his career, even though he's still pretty young. He just not have the talent. Um, and then one thing more interesting, too, obviously Winston and Newton. I think. I think Newton will end up going to the Chargers. That is my guess. They still need a quarterback. They might draft Herbert. But if they do, I don't think they're going to need Cam. I think they're still a team that's looking at Cam after the draft. I think the draft will be a big team, big thing for teams that are still need quarterbacks because, you know, teams, a lot of people are saying they could trade up and go for a two if he's healthy. You know, you don't have the medical reports that you would have gotten before the coronavirus stuff. But – now you're looking at, you know, okay, do I trade up and go for a tour or do I go for a, you know, Justin Herbert or do I just stay at the position I am and draft like a wide receiver online, you know, and go out and get a Cam Newton or Winston. Those are the type of teams that are going to have to go after Cam Newton or Winston, the teams that are like strike out during the draft or something like that. So you think it happens after the draft, do you think? I think, yeah, I think I think if any of the three, three Dalton, Winston, Newton get signed soon, it's going to be after the draft, after the teams have figured out, okay, yeah, I missed out on so-and-so, you know, and now I have to go out and figure out what my next position I'm going to do is. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I really do want to see all three of these guys start, honestly, still, like, I, I completely agree with your assessment, though. I think they're all going to be backups um, at their next position. I think the one who will probably be the most backup worthy is Cam, right? Because I think right now that injury is really – like, I, I really think that it's the end of his kind of starting career based off of, like, what we've seen. Like, that shoulder was messed up. He took a whole off season to recover, and then it still was not very good. And they shut him down by, like, week two or three, right? Um, I don't think that is an injury he can completely shake. Um, and I think he's just going to be done for the year. Um, I, I mean, he's going to be done as far as the starter is concerned. Um, I've seen some like interesting landing spots for him, including I've seen the Ravens with Lamar, even though they got RG3, right? Um, I've seen the Niners, which is ironic. Um, I don't see him as a starter anywhere. And right now, these guys have, like, a mentality, right? Because everyone still expects them to kind of be at least competing for a starting job, right? I think that um, teams don't want that. Teams don't need that right now, right? Supply and demand, just like you said. Like, they don't need a guy who can be a starter material. They want a guy who can just read the playbook, execute the plays, and then just um, be there, right? Be a viable option, right? Right. Always a team, right, who may be a playoff contender, but then they're – quarterback gets hurt they're starting quarterback gets hurt and that's it right and you get a guy like Nick Foles who you can rely on to step up and then continue and all he's done in his career can still find a place where the system helps him be a, a good backup quarterback there's still a position out there for all three of these guys mm-hmm. maybe you know 
you're just gonna they're gonna have to settle with the fact that they won't end up being starters again in this league, which yeah. you know for some people is harder than others. The weird thing is that I would rather have Winston or Newton or Dalton over Mariota. I'd probably have them over um who else is there? Fitzpatrick with the Dolphins, right? Like I would rather have these guys maybe as the backup who might push the quarterback a little bit, the starting quarterback, than you know, the guys currently on like rosters right now. So it's really weird for me to see. Maybe it's just a salary thing, right? I think that's just they're demanding too much money. They're demanding too much of a chance to start, right? I think that's the thing that's currently blocking them right now. Who would you rather see still play in this league right now, though? It has to be the one that has the MVP for me. I mean, Cam Newton's the only one that in his had a prime. Winston Dalton really never had a prime to me. I mean, there were decent quarterbacks at one point, but it doesn't mean they deserve another chance starting. Whereas Cam Newton has shown that at he can perform at a high level for someone out there. They just got to give him the right system and hope he can stay healthy, which are obviously two big things to ask for him. But I personally disagree. I want to see Winston. I think he could enter his prime soon, honestly. Like, I'm a big Winston fan. I really hope he succeeds soon. It's also because he's just a fun guy to watch, honestly. All right. So, finally, we're going to be talking about, you know, free agency overall. Um, we have, you know – we think that there's a lot of surprising moves in free agency, not just, you know, Tom Brady to the Bucks and all that, but, you know, there was a couple of other, you know, ones that I don't think anyone saw coming. So, you know, what do you think was the most surprising move in free agency? Uh, starting with you, G. Um, I'm going to go with the more basic option here. I'm going to go with uh, D-Hop being traded to Arizona, you know, number one receiver in the league, traded for a second and David Johnson. Um you know, uh, one of the more questionable moves by Bill O'Brien on a list of other questionable moves he has, a GM. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, he is the best receiver in or one of the two or three best top receivers in the league. So how he gets traded for just a second and other receivers that got traded this offseason get first and other uh, more value for them is beyond me. Um, I think – for on the Arizona side of this, it's a fantastic trade. You didn't have to give up your first. You could still go out and use that. I think they got the ninth pick. Go draft a O-lineman, protect Kyler Murray. You're not going to worry about getting another receiver anymore. You already got D-Hop, who is one of the best in the game. Um, and now you could put him upside with one of the best and upcoming quarterbacks, Kyler Murray. I think they're going to be poised to have a breakout year this year. Um, I think they're going to, with this trade, going to be competing for that seventh seed that just got put in place this year, maybe even higher. Um, I think they're a team that people are going to stop sleeping on. Uh, I think last year they've showed their flashes. With you know, if you look at the Arizona's two games against San Francisco, their two games against Seattle, both are fantastic teams, and they took them down to the wire both games. You know, you should you've seen Murray had great performances in almost all of those games. So I think, you know, going forward, I think the Cardinals are going to be one of the better teams. And for the Texans, I don't know what their plan is. Yeah, definitely. Probably the most surprising move, I think. It's like, it was a huge... So, so abrupt. Yeah, it was very, yeah, abrupt. It's very shocking because it just, no one saw it coming. But, you know, I, I think there's another one that I didn't see coming personally. Um, and that is Alden Smith returning to the league. Um, I don't think... It, that because that's just it was just out of nowhere. First of all, I mean, 
obviously when you don't see an Alden Smith headline for a while, I think usually that's a good sign. But, you know, this is also a very good thing for Alden, I think. Um, going to play again for the league um, after a very long absence. You know, he played with the Raiders for a little bit. Um, still got in trouble, unfortunately. And, you know, he had a very successful time um, in his, like, very young years with the Niners. Um, you know, I'm rooting for the guy. I, I truly am. He's always been you no know, favorite of mine. Um, you know, he's been so good with us personally, but um, he just couldn't stay out of trouble, right? And I think I feel for the guy because, you know, alcoholism is a, an addiction. It's a disease. Um, it doesn't excuse his actions, obviously, but I think that if he has t- truly taken the time and effort to recover, he should obviously get a chance to earn his livelihood again with the Cowboys. It's a very odd move, by the way, because just because, you know, it just seems just like a classic Jerry Jones move, first of all. He just signs this dude out of nowhere um, who's obviously had a checkered pass. But, you know, it's it seems very Jerry Jones. It seems very on point with the Cowboys. Um, it's very low risk, high reward because, you know, they're probably not paying him very much. But, you know, Alden has shown that he can be an incredible pass rusher when he has to be. And, you know, this is, could be that cost-saving move, right? You can still have a great pass rusher for an affordable price. So, you know, it's a it's an interesting... Only a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. So it's very like, low, that's not that low, bad. Low risk there. I think you're hit it spot on. It's very Jerry Jones. I think that's a key. You look at the other moves they've had before, and Jerry Jones' track record just lines up right with it. You know, Jerry Jones a guy who thinks he can change people. He's a... Yeah, we're going to see about that one, though. Um... I don't know what he thinks I don't know he how, is, like, change for the better. We'll see. We'll see. Everybody says they're always going to get better. But, I mean, you look at Josh Gordon, Martavius Bryant, these type of players, they – Greg Hardy, you know, these guys are not really deserving of second chances, third chances, and fourth chances, which, you know, someone like Alden Smith has gotten. So, at a certain point, you know, this is his last chance. So, he knows if he messes this up, he's not coming back to the NFL. So, we'll see where this goes. Well, yeah, that's those two are pretty like big surprises, but uh, I I feel like another like underrated one is Stefan Diggs to the Bills, like um like the Vikings were pretty I feel like they were pretty good like they only had two op two um weapons on their offense it's like um it's either or three it, it was three before it was either Diggs Thielen and then Dalvin Cook right but now they have like they no now they're only relying on Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook Dalvin Cook's pr- injury prone and. Adam Thielen, I don't know, he was injured, like, pretty decent amount of games last season. So, like, it's – I don't know why they would give him up. I mean, they got a first-rounder. They got, like, four picks, right? Three uh, for the 2020. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I know they got their first, which I think is a very important pick for the Vikings because now they have their own first and the first from the Bills. So, yeah, they're, yeah. they're going to draft a receiver. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's amazing for the Bills. Like, they didn't have any receiving. Like, they were they they made the they were wild card team, but with they had like short receivers, not like no one right receiver one. And so now that they have that, I feel like they wouldn't have lost to the Texans last year during the wild card round. So maybe mm-hmm. it's a good move for them. Definitely a good move for the Bills there. Yeah, I just I don't know Minnesota Vikings. I mean, if I, I guess if you want to. I guess that he didn't want to draw him anymore in the locker room, so maybe you can get, like, a fresh new – it's, it's also that. and I've, There's been rumors that they wanted to trade him because they don't want to sign him. I mean, you know, you sign Kirk Cousins to a 
fully guaranteed contract, and now they re-signed him for another two years, gave him an extension for another two years fully guaranteed. So, I mean, that's a lot of money going to your quarterback. You know, you see yeah. this happen with a lot of teams that sign quarterbacks. They don't – they make moves like this. They don't have the cap space to keep re-signing these guys. So, what's the best way to make moves is trade them for a first? You know, I think this is a win-win for both teams. Very rarely do you see a trade like this become a win-win for both teams. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Still, like, I don't know if you want to – if you can rely on the, the, the picks that you have in the draft, I don't know. Maybe they pan out. Maybe they don't. Yeah, I think that's yeah. always a risk. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, I think, for the Vikings, they didn't have much of an option. You know, it's true, they, yeah. They've lost a lot this offseason. Um, Daniel Hunter, I think, was one of the – no, Everson Griffin. No, no, yeah, Griffin. They lost Harrison Smith. Um, you know, lost Xavier Rhodes. They lost – now they lost a day. They took many steps back. But I think their plan is to draft well, which they usually end up doing. So – for them, it's the extra first round pick never hurts, you know. Yeah. So. Hey. So, um, Gav, I have another question for you. How would you? Patriots lost Tom Brady and their kicker, man. Lost <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> dude. That one hurts. That <laughs> one hurts too. It's just like the duo, dude. Koskowski, our fucking number one scorer, like. That hurts. God. Big hurts, dude. That's why this season just tanked, dude. Do for a do for. <laughs> We want to see – we want to rise up. We want to be a phoenix. We want to burn, and we want to rise up from the ashes with Trevor Lawrence. We'll ride that guy. Oh, Lord. It's okay. Just stay irrelevant for the next, like, 40 years. No, yeah, we won't make the same mistake that the Niners will make. Hey, that was, like, 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, either man. way, yeah. I mean, Goskowski, whatever. He was declining too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when, but uh, it's a it's tough I get it. I get it. So um, I think that about wraps it up. We hope you enjoyed this meeting. Obviously, you know, it's not going to be the most reliable at times, but, you know, that's assumed for you. But, you know, thank you for sticking with us and thanks for listening. So thank we'll, you guys. Thanks, yeah. for, um, thanks for listening. So, <laughs> so all of us here from Sports Council, um, <laughs> have a good time. Stay safe.